Welcome to Lioness Queen Podcast, where we empower and encourage separated and or divorced women on ways to move forward in their purpose and realize God's love will catapult them to greatness. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, creator and founder of Lioness Queen. Welcome back. You know, I always love to start with the quote. And this week's quote, it's from adversitude.com. And the quote says, you can rise up from anything. You can completely recreate yourself. Nothing is permanent. You are not stuck. You have choices. You can think new thoughts. You can learn something new. You can create new habits. All that matters is that you decide today to never look back. Woo! Mm. That quote blessed me. I hope it blessed you. I absolutely love it. So this week, we're still talking about not looking back. And it's so interesting um, when you think about divorce, these are not the first thoughts that come to our mind, right? We don't think of not looking back um, or looking back, should I say, would be an issue, you know? Um, We obsess on about how different our life will be, um, how alone we will be, how much we will miss being married, how much we'll miss having misses in front of our name, how much we'll miss having a partner, etc. You know, um, unfortunately, the looking back part, you know, the thoughts that come up in our head definitely are not positive in any way. But in the same regard, we're human first and God understands um, the human in us. And God doesn't want us to hide how we feel. He doesn't want us to hide our emotions or even our thoughts for that matter. Because he created us um, in this way. However, he did want us to have faith to believe that we can recreate ourselves. That we understand that change is inevitable. Um, and not get stuck in one place. And we have the power and the authority to choose how we feel and what we think. Like the quote says, we can learn new things. We can do new things and we can um, develop healthier habits if we move forward. Now, this leads me to think about Lot's wife. And I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, You probably are. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story of Lot um, and his wife. But feel free to read read it uh, for yourself. And so in Genesis 19, Lot was warned the land would be destroyed. And he was to leave immediately, right? To, you know, I'm trying to summarize it really quickly. You know, two angels um, came to the town. 
you know, and they when as soon as they entered the city, Lot actually was the entrance. Um, and actually, Lot was the first person um, that they met. Um, and and so Lot offered actually to for the men to stay at his home. The men declined. Lot um, tried to persuade them, hey, please, you know, I really, you're guest in this town and I really would like for you, you know, to stay. Um, and again, there was some type of hesitancy, which is really interesting to me in the scriptures, you know, there was hesitancy from um, the angels, but eventually, um, you know, they agreed. And so once the angels got to their home, some kind of way the town found out that there were guests in the home. And um, it was a lot of, I mean, just crap going on, right? Um, Where um, the men wanted, um, I mean, literally came to Lot's house, banged on the door, hey, we want those men. We want to have sex with those men. Just a lot of evil things going on. And Lot tried to, you know, come out and, um, you know, I mean, like literally tried to say, hey, these are guests, you know, and try to calm the men down, try to deter their um, lustful desires, you know. Um, but the men would not stand down and... You know, then it's interesting where the word says that Lot, instead of the guests, Lot offered his daughters to the men to have sex with his daughters, which, I mean, (laughs) that blew me as well. But nevertheless, the angels pulled Lot back in and struck the men with blindness so they couldn't kind of come in Lot's house. Um, And so... It was time at that point. It was time. It was time. Um, the angels like we gotta go. This is this is right here. It's foolery, and it, it's just so much going on. And I, I, you know, it's time for the family to go. And so Lot and his family made the move to escape. Um, they were clearly instructed, right in Genesis 19:17. Do not look back. And do not stop anywhere in, just do not stop anywhere, right? While en route out of the city, this is what the scripture says, Lot's wife looked back at the destruction against the angel's instruction. Mm-hmm. As a consequence, Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt. Now, when God was dealing with me in this area of not looking back, he brought me to this passage about Lot's wife. So, you know, I want to share some things with you the Lord wanted me to understand. The first thing was that sometimes God requires us to leave a place abruptly, to move, to not stay in a place. And sometimes it could be, it could have been a place that you've been in for a while. And it's time to move. And I truly believe this is really, uh, I think this was maybe the hardest part um, with not looking back because we have so many questions in our own lives and 
And so as a result, we get stuck, you know, in the past and we don't take heed of what the Lord is saying in that moment. So if God wants you to leave a place abruptly, you know, the the word is really clear. He wasn't asking. He is commanding. You know, just like in the story, it wasn't like God was like, uh, mm, hey, let me ask Lot and his family if they want to leave Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Let me let me see if they want to. It was a command, which can be challenging for us, right? Especially as it relates to moving. I mean, really, honestly, who likes moving? (laughs) I mean, if we think about it, the headache in moving somewhere else, right? Like, think about the whole process. I mean, when it comes to moving, you got to pack up your things, One, you got to find another place, right? Pack up things, finding boxes, throwing things out, you know, um, things you haven't used in a while or you didn't need anymore, throwing them away, finding a U-Haul truck, a moving company, or finding friends who would be willing, can I say willing to help? I mean, you know, the list goes on. Not to mention unpacking. I mean, you know, once you have moved, unpacking, figuring out where you want your furniture set up, you know, whether what where you want this to go, that to go, you know. But this was not the case for Lot's family. They were given this this command. And they didn't have a choice to gather up their belongings. They didn't have a choice to pack up their homes. Lot and his family were asked abruptly to leave without anything except themselves. They just had to leave, not even knowing where they were going, not even knowing where they would move to. You know, in the natural, you can see, right, like how hard this can be. You know, it appears that although Lot was a good man, he was a righteous man, it also seemed he became numb to the evil that was happening in the city. You know, so much so that he, I mean, he offered his daughters to have sex with the men in the town to protect the visitors, the angels. Who does that, right? Like, it had gotten to the point where Lot even had to assimilate to their ways in his mind in a certain way in order just to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. When God commands us to do something, you know, and it involves uprooting ourselves and moving to a new place, it is not the easiest thing to do. I mean, if you think about it, like our flesh likes, we like the familiar. We we like being comfortable. I, I don't know about you, but I like being comfortable. And whatever that whatever that means to me, that's what I like. I don't like being thrown off guard, you know? But sometimes we cannot see how much other people could be influencing our beliefs in a subtle, subconscious way um, or trying to manipulate us to the point that goes against 
God's truth. So, you know, when God wants to elevate and upgrade us, right? He sometimes he has to move either the perpetrator for your protection, you know, or he has to move us. But the ultimate goal is to protect us. And so, you know, it makes me makes me think about this song. Um, Pastor William Murphy um, leads this song on Bishop Paul Paul L L. Mm, I'm getting tongue tied today. Paul S. Morton CD, um, and it's called Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship Mass Choir, and the song is called "I Am What You See," and I'm gonna tell you, this song really gives me a perspective. Um, And so let me give you some of the lyrics if you don't know the song. It starts out, help me to see me the way you see me. Sometimes I see pain, Lord, when you see victory. I see where I am, but you see where I shall be. Open my eyes. Help me believe I am what you see. I'm telling you, it is all about our perspective and obedience line as queens. If we spiritually open our eyes and see the way God sees, we will be more inclined to follow him and in his ways. So let me get back to Lot's wife. I, I, I kind of got off course there, but, you know, you know, of course, there were many kind of various uh, discussions about why Lot's wife looked back. You know, it was obvious that there was something in her subconscious that she missed that that either happened in the city, um, something she did in the city, you know, whatever the case. The scripture really doesn't go into depth why she looked back. Now, it does say um, she looked back, right? Those are the words specifically. She looked back. It didn't say she looked over her shoulder. Uh, She took a glance. It literally says she looked back, which meant she stopped running. When the angel specifically said flee, flee means hastily. Flee doesn't mean take your time. Flee doesn't mean stop. But she decided and turned her head totally and looked back. Whether she was curious, whether she missed her belongings, her home, whether she missed, she had two other daughters that were married, whether she missed uh, her friends, where she worked, whatever the case may be, no matter the reason, she missed something that sadly was to her demise and caused her to miss out on the promises of God. I mean, it makes me question also, um, while reading the scriptures, if her identity was tied up into the city some kind of way, you know, was she raised there? You know, was that her hometown? Um, but whatever the case, unfortunately, she wasn't obedient. And I truly believe that the fleeing away was a test, not just for her, but it was for the whole family to believe or you don't. To follow God, or you don't. 
to be obedient to his word or you don't. Totally trust in his ways or you don't. Either love him or you don't. It is strictly black or white, this or that. There is no middle. There is no gray. And what God was showing me was that God turned Lot's wife into a pillar of salt because he didn't want her bringing the same mindset and baggage from Sodom into the new life he was bringing them into. In the same regard, this is how God wanted me to look at my story as it related to my previous marriage. He said to me that I don't want you to get stuck in the place of straddling the fence between the past and the future. My promises are always about where you are going, not about your past. Mm, Let me say that again. He said to me, I do not want you to get stuck in the place of straddling the fence between the past and the future. My promises are always about where you are going, not your past. Mm. And when he said that to me, you know, it was challenging. But God kept reminding me, just like I believe he reminds you. That when we don't embrace his plans, we can easily get stuck. We can easily get stuck from looking back, from just reminiscing over a place. Now hear me. God is trying to remove you from the familiar. He is trying to remove you so that he can push you to the promises he has destined for your life. Now, James 1, 7 through 8 talks about the wavering. It talks about going back and forth. And as a result, you cannot receive anything from the Lord when you are on the fence, right? And so, you know, it also says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if you are on the fence, you are unstable between two time zones, right? God doesn't want lioness queens to be wavering. He doesn't want lioness queens to be double-minded. He doesn't want us straddling the fence. He doesn't want us stuck in the middle. He doesn't want us stuck in the gray. You know, if we think about if we think about Lot's wife, maybe that's why God turned Lot's wife into a pillar of salt because she straddled the fence and God did not want her thoughts and ways, which I call baggage. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that in another, in another episode baggage and the things that we carry into our new relationships and new marriages. But he did not want um, that mindset to continue into where God was leading them. Maybe God, you know, didn't want that mindset, um, that she had from Sodom to subconsciously hear me now, hear me now. That that Sodom mindset that she had, he didn't want her to influence others subconsciously, plant seeds in others and people who were never exposed to that kind of evil. As a result, her Sodom mindset 
could have opened in a way or door where people began thinking evil desires, feeling evil lust, and ultimately living out evil lifestyles, therefore recreating another Sodom, okay? So we as lioness queens must realize that God doesn't want us to have a Sodom mindset or past mindset. Because you cannot walk in the promises of God when you are stuck in between the past and the future. It will begin to infiltrate, infect, or better yet, like I said, infect the place where God is taking you. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, this is one of the reasons second marriages have a higher divorce rate because we look back. We straddle the fence. We hold on to the past marriage, the past relationships. We hold on to what the previous husband did or didn't do. We hold on to the hurt the previous husband did or did not do. This is a topic I'm telling you we're going to talk about because it's all connected to not moving forward, to not taking that one step to move to where God is leading you. When God says move, when he says leave now, when he says go abruptly, like he did with Lot and his family, we have to trust the voice of the Lord. When he speaks, he's not haphazardly, you know, saying, uh, okay, I want you to, I want you to move. No, he is commanding. He is commanding an order for you because he is trying to protect you. He is trying to save your life, lioness queens. Now, now, this is something else that popped up in my head that God wanted me to understand. My old thinking, my old ways, my old thoughts, my old behaviors cannot, let me repeat, cannot be brought into my new season. There's no room, there's no space for that past to be brought into my new season. God wanted to do an inner work in me. He wanted me to evaluate my ways, evaluate my thoughts, evaluate my behaviors, so I did not bring the old into the new. That meant recognizing my issues, my stuff, my junk. You know your stuff. You know your junk. You know your issues. You can't carry them into where God is taking you. You know, we have to trust God in all his ways, no matter what, even when he abruptly tells us to move. You know, he didn't want me to bring the past mindset into my new marriage. He didn't want me to be afraid of what is to come. You know, he is El Shaddai. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Salome. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is everything that you need. He is everything that you need. Do not be concerned with what you lost because God can give you back all everything that you lost even more. If you believe and don't doubt in your heart, no fear. 
no uncertainty. He can give you double for your trouble. And I'm definitely a witness that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. Woo, don't get me to preaching because he is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. But we have to not look back. Man. <sighs> okay, my, I, I can't believe it. My time is gone already. We'll pick up next week. But thank you for listening, Lioness Queens. Remember, God doesn't want you looking back, stuck in between your past and your future. He wants you to move forward, pressing toward the mark. All you have to do is take that first step and he will do the rest. Remember, the past mindset will infect you and infect any new relationship. So let it go. See yourself the way God sees you. And he doesn't want you seeing yourself the same way you did when you were in your previous marriage. He's doing a new thing in you. And through you, you can't straddle the fence. You can't be in the middle. You cannot be in the gray. You cannot walk backwards and forward at the same time. Amen. And that was the problem with Lot's wife. Don't become stuck. Don't become distracted. Don't become a pillar of salt. You must be open. That is the word. Open to the new things, the new people, the new ways, the new ideas, the new relationships that God is already ordering for your life. It is time to leave the past in the past. Because God actually, if you think about it, God honestly doesn't need your past to create a better future for you. He can create and recreate a better tomorrow from nothing. And he doesn't have to use anybody you know, anybody who knows somebody who knows somebody. He can do it just like that. That is the type of God, the kind of God we serve. He has the ability to speak things and people and inanimate objects into existence to give them life. Just like he spoke the world into existence. There is nothing our God cannot do. If he can do that, if he can create this world just by his words, he can help you move forward into your destiny line as queens. No limits. Don't place any limits on God. Do you hear me? No limits. Amen. Well, this is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your lioness queens. Let's go ahead and uh, declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight, stand on the word of God, realize I am a masterpiece. I am, I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Stay tuned. Actually, I'm so excited. This week, this Thursday at 3 p.m., 
we will have our first interview with Reverend Sherry Thomas. And I'm so excited about you listening and, and hearing her journey and hearing the things that God has done in her and through her. Um, and then just the lessons that she has learned for herself and things that we can learn to better ourselves so we can be all that God wants us to be so that we can move forward with purpose. Amen. God bless you.